0: Welcome to Emerge, and this is our podcast. Emerge is a place where we're all about raising champions fully devoted to Christ. We want to say thank you for joining us today. We hope that this message encourages and uplifts you. Enjoy the message. 2 Corinthians 2, verse 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11 it says lest satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices lest satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices meaning that the fact that we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy means that he cannot take care- he cannot take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Devices. Different schemes. There are many of them. Last week we touched on one. And that's darkness. That's one of his devices. You know, Hebrews 12 verse 14 says that pursue peace with holiness without which no one will see Jesus. Pursue peace and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. The enemy is out to attack your peace and your holiness. He's out to attack your holiness because he knows that once he attacks your holiness, once he keeps you in a life of sin, then you can never attain what God has prepared for you pursue peace with holiness without which no one can see God. Not only will you not be able to see him eternally, you won't be able to see his hands in your life. You can't see him in your family because you are into a lifestyle of sin. You can't see him in your academics. You can't see him at work. You can't see him in your business. The devices of the enemy The second one I'll be talking about today, there are many of them I wish, you know, we had another Sunday. But this is the second one that I'll be talking about (laughs) and this is a very, this is perhaps the most powerful tool of the enemy. And that's disobedience. That's what? Disobedience. That's what? Disobedience. Some of you can't even repeat it. That's disobedience. (laughs) (laughs) That's what? Uh-huh, uh-huh. You see? Go with me into Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse three to six. Second Corinthians 10:3 to6 says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war again according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God, for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing." That exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And being ready. Watch that. And being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. We do not war against the flesh. We war against the spirit. The battle we're in is a spiritual one. Not a physical one war with the enemy physically. It's a spiritual one. It's a spiritual one. His goal is to make sure that your obedience is not full. And you cannot be complete in Jesus if your obedience is not full. Every time the enemy is looking for access points in our lives, so have, you, have you met, you know, I'm not sure if you've met people or you know people who are, you know, they are just like rebels, you know, they just like to disobey. Right? <laughs> you know? Right? You, you, huh? Yeah, rebels. Rebels. Oh, rebels. Rebels. <laughs> it's in 2019 that you'll be preaching and they will be correcting your English. It's Okay. <laughs> It's okay, <laughs> rebels. No problem. I'll speak one you don't know now. Okay. You know, you've met. You, you, you know, you, you, I'm sure you know people like that who you know. They are, they are used to just breaking rules. Yeah. They want to know what the rule is so they can break it. You know, you know when you're in school. You know, I used to have friends like that. You know, when they do it once, you know, they're like they Nice one, man. It enters their head. Then they will do it again. It enters their head. Then they carry that same thing. That same trait. They carry it into every area of their lives. No one can talk to them. The parents can't talk to them. At work, they carry it. When the enemy sees that trait of disobedience, guess what the enemy does? When he sees any trait of disobedience or any trait that is against the word of God, it's an access point for him to move into your life. Then once he moves in, that trait becomes a spirit in you. That's what you don't know. Job 32 verse 8 says, there is a spirit in man. There is a spirit in man. Everyone carries a spirit. Everyone. Everyone. You may not know what it is, but you carry a spirit. There is a spirit in man. In man. Are you sure you're carrying the spirit of God? When the enemy sees you going around with a bad trait, he moves in. That's his access points. And before you know it, you have the spirit of disobedience. You cannot obey anything at work. Then you get fired. And you're looking for prayers. You will carry it, you get married, your wife cannot tell you anything, your husband can't tell you anything. You disobey, you're like, no, no, that's not no, it's it's not me. I wasn't born like that. This is me. You disobey everything. Disobedience is a major tool of the enemy, it's a deadly device that the enemy uses to make you and I miss our inheritance in Christ. God has prepared so many things for us. So many. So many. I'm going to be teaching you something this morning. And if you can catch this, this will set you free for the rest of your life. The rest of your life. If you can catch this message, this would set you free for the rest of your life. Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 to 18. 2 Timothy 3:16 to 18 says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of Jesus. All scripture is given by the inspiration. Who's back there? All scripture. Second Timothy chapter 3 from verse 16. 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Watch this. That the man of God may be complete and thoroughly equipped for every good work. All scriptures, given for four things. The word of God, for four things. Number one, for doctrine. For doctrine, the word of God is full of principles. It's full of principles. You sow, you reap. You do this, you get that. There are several principles in the word of God. There are principles of businesses, of marriages, several things in the word of God. So in the word, you will find doctrines. Not only will you find doctrines, in the word of God, you will find reproof. Meaning that when you are out of line, the word of God can chastise you. The word of God is meant to reprimand you when you are out of line. You will find it in the word. Not just that. You will find correction in the word. Meaning, this is how you now begin to behave. This is how you align yourself. This is how you calibrate yourself to be in God's will, to be in God's agenda. The word of God, lastly, is for instructions. For what? For instructions. For instructions. For instructions. For instructions. Obey this, and this is what will happen in your life. Several things in God's word. Several instructions that he has given us. You can't lay hold of his promises for your life if you don't obey his word. His word is there for instructions. God has promised you and I a whole lot of things. But I want you to know that every covenanted blessing is dependent on your obedience to God's word for it to manifest in your life. Every promise of God is dependent on your obedience for it to manifest. Genesis 12 verse 1, God said unto Abraham, leave your country, leave your family, move from your father's house to a place where I would show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. But it begins with what? Leave your country. Leave your family. Leave your father's house to a place where I will show you. If he hadn't moved, all those blessings would have just been there and wouldn't have manifested in his life. Every covenant of God for you and I, we all sing it, Abraham's blessings are mine, are you obeying God's covenant? Are you obeying his commandments? It's in obedience. The enemy knows you can never make it to the promised land. You can never make it to destiny if you continue to disobey God. If you continue to disobey him, you cannot get there. You you might even see it. God might have shown you your future. But as long as you continue to disobey him, You would not be able to get there. Deuteronomy 28, verse 1 says that now it shall come to pass if you would diligently obey, if you would diligently, now it shall come to pass. Deuteronomy 28, 1 if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all, how many? all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above nations of the earth. He will set you high above nations of the earth, but it takes you diligently obeying his commands. We all want to be blessed. We all want to prosper. We all want to have good marriages. We all want to have good children. We all want to live a life of abundance. Live a life of greatness, but it says, "If you would diligently obey and observe to do." We hear all the time. We come to church all the time. You attend life group all the time. But are you doing what you're hearing? Is your life reflecting what is coming into it? What you're hearing is it coming out of the abundance of the heart? The mouth speaks. It's what you've deposited in you that we see on the outside of you. what have I stored in my heart that I may not sin against you what have you stored up in your heart what have you stored what have you stored in your heart you can't give what you don't have obedience 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 Proverbs 28 verse 27 says If you give to the poor, you will not lack. Commandments. Simple. He who gives to the poor will not lack. But he who hides his eyes will have many curses. He who give to the poor, just give. Don't see the poor and say, if I should give this person money, They will go and smoke with it. They will go and drink with it. What's your business? Give to the poor. With the one dollar you're gonna give, is what they're gonna be smoking and drinking with? (laughs) (laughs) Give, you know some people don't think that, you know, the poor deserve, you know, more than a dollar. Mm -hmm. You don't, you, you can't imagine yourself giving, $10 Ten dollars or twenty or even fifty or a hundred, eh? For where? <laughs> Give to the poor. I know you live in a nice gated community. No no estates. You don't see those kind of people around you. Go around and find. There are many around you. It's a simple command. And when you do that, guess what happens? You will not lack. I was telling my wife something two weeks ago in Psalms. Can you open Psalms 41 for me? Psalms 41 from verse 1. Psalms 41 from verse 1. Psalms 41 from verse 1. Psalms is before Proverbs. <laughs> Psalms 41 verse 1. It says, blessed is he who considers the who? The poor. And what would now happen? The Lord would deliver him in time of trouble. You are always entering trouble and you don't give to the poor. Next verse. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. Next. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. Just because you do what? You consider the poor. Many commandments like that in God's word. Many, many, many. I just even discovered this. And I was talking to my wife about it. Many. Honor your father. I think Ephesians 6.2. Honor your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. And guess what happens when you do that? Verse 2. It says that your... Verse 3 that it may be well with you, one, and that you may live long on earth. You want longevity, right? Then what do you do? Honor. 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 Some of you, you probably abused your parents before coming here this morning. Honor. Honor. Honor your parents. Honor those who represent parents in your life. Honor them. Because long life is tied to that. For it to be well with you, it's important for you to honor your parents. I tell my mom sometimes, because you know, parents, yeah, you know. I tell, I tell, I tell I, I'm like, you know what? I'm not happy. This thing you're doing, I don't like it. But I have no choice than to honor you. So for my sake, I will honor you. <laughs> <laughs> I honor you. Just for my sake, I will honor you. Even though it's not like I like what you're doing. This is, uh, why? You know? Anybody has African parents here? Yeah? yeah, You know. I'm I'm becoming one gradually. (laughs) (laughs) Many commandments in the word of God. Now, let me show you three things that will keep you in constant obedience if you can be devoted to these things. The enemy has no place in your life. If you can be devoted to these things, you have victory over sin. Number one, Love him. Do what? Love him. Love God. Love God. Love God. If you've seen couples who are, you know, together, you can sometimes when I've seen this in movies or wherever it is, you see someone say, "Ah, If you love me, you'll do it for me now. If you love me, if you love me, you'll do it for me. Jesus too said it, he told Peter, he said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes. He said, then feed my sheep. Love him. John 14, 15 says that if you love me, you will keep my commandments. I love you, Lord. And I lift my bones to worship you. If you love him, huh? We don't need to hear you sing it. Just obey his commandments. Just obey his commandments. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. John 15 14 says that you are my friend if you do the things that I've commanded you. You want to be God's friend? Just do what he commands you to do. Just do what he commands you to do. We all love the song. All. Oh, Things are working for my good, right? Mm-hmm. Is intentional. Everybody thinks it. Everybody, everyone believes that all things will work together for their good. Even when you're about to do the bad thing, you're like God. You will still make it work together for my good. <laughs> Romans eight twenty eight. Romans eight twenty eight says that all things work together for the good. Of those who what? Who love him. Of those who love God. Of those who love him. It only works together for the good of those who love. Who love God. To those who are called according to his purpose. Meaning that number one, you are walking in his will. And number two, you love him. It is until then that all things will work together for your good. It's not for everybody. It's not for everyone. Don't fool yourself. It's not for everyone. It's for those who love him. Those who love him. So even in your pain, during your trials, God makes those disappointments, those rejections, he makes them work together for your good because he's taking you somewhere. Because you're in accordance to his will. Love him. Love him. When you love someone, you devote time into them. You devote You invest your resources into the person. Love God. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. Neither has it come into the heart of men. 2 Corinthians 2 9. The things that God has in store for those who what? Who love him. For those who love him. Several things have been prepared for you, but do you love him? When you love God, you obey his commandments. You obey his commandments. Number two, you seek him. You what? Seek him. We all love Matthew 6.33. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. When I was in high school, I had a friend. This guy, he liked this girl. Oh, my goodness. I've never seen that kind of thing before. I've never seen it before. I'm telling you, we all like different girls. He liked this girl. He, he, he sought this girl. He was consistent in liking this girl. And that one did not like him. And at the point, you look at that one too and say, what's your problem? ah <laughs> <laughs> Only one guy is chasing you, and you are not behaving yourself. Is it true? Did you go to my school? <laughs> like, what is it? You the guy, so it got to a point. Ah man, we did some things. Lord, you know, just forgive us, please. I mean, we did some things in school, eh? I'm telling you. On Valentine's Day, on Vow's Day, because we you know the boy they bought his vows day. What is it again? <laughs> ah. <laughs> You know, about <laughs> Valentine's day. Well, I don't know what you call it here. Whatever, February fourteen. <laughs> anyway, we went to meet the guy. That you know what? If you can buy this and do this and do that, we will deliver it to the girl. That's it. So we will exploit the boy. We will exploit the boy. I mean, there was a time the boy will buy gifts. He will buy. There's not. He will spend his time, he will spend his resources. I wasn't the only one, someone's saying PJ. He will spend, <laughs> sp- spend resources. He will bring money, Means. Means. you know, and put it in envelopes just because he likes this girl. Somehow, the thing is just they just never get to the girl. Somehow. But but the boy was very, very into this girl. Very, very into them. You know, up until, guess what? We left high school. We left high school. Years after, they both came to this country, and the boy was still, at the point I was like, what's your problem, man? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'll find someone else, my friend. <laughs> When you seek someone, you are totally into the person. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all the things you are chasing one by one, you don't have to chase them. They are meant to be added to you. Come on. We are kings and queens we're not meant to be chasing certain things you seek one thing just one thing and everything else will be added to you there are some things you shouldn't be praying for all it takes is for you to just seek god do you know what it means to seek his kingdom it means that everything that is priority to god becomes your priority everything god is passionate about becomes your own passion Matthew six eighteen, it says that I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The church is God's passion. Then be passionate about it. Be passionate about his work. Serve him. He like said, I've come to seek and to save the lost. Evangelizing and spreading the gospel is Jesus' passion. Then you are meant to be passionate about that. That's what it means to seek him. That's what it means to seek him. That's what it means to seek him. In Acts 10, 38, it says that how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all those who were oppressed. He was doing good, doing good, doing good. Is God's passion? Be nice to people. Be nice. Be nice. Tell your neighbor, be nice. nice. Be nice. Healing people, all those who are oppressed. You think you cannot heal people? You can heal. Even your words can heal people. Even an advice can heal people. An encouragement can heal someone. You can comfort people with your words. You seek him. That shows God that you are obeying his word. No one has to beg you (laughs) to be devoted to serving. To be devoted to giving. You give your tithes. You give your offering. You give to your parents. You give to the poor. It's all in the scriptures. When you begin to read it, you'll see the different ones that God spoke about. Don't go around and start arguing about what you should not be arguing about. Don't join them. Seek him. Seek him. And number three, follow him. Do what? Mark chapter 1 verse 17 says then Jesus said to them follow me and I will make you become fishers of men follow me and I will make you you cannot make yourself stop stop trying to follow the one that can make you follow him and he would make not no, don't follow him with questions you know what is killing us in 2019 no what's killing our generation all of us here yeah. no what's killing all you? We question everything. You can never follow God with logic. What? Never. Get out of the country. Get out from your family. Get out from your father's house to a land that will show you. Oh, Jesus, I don't know about that. What land you taking me to? I don't know about that. <laughs> we will ask questions. So, Jesus, when, so, so God, wait, wait, wait. Let me get this straight. Wait, hold up, hold up. Where now they are telling me at the age of 75 when I should be retired to leave this country to a land you will show me, show me that land first, then I will now follow you. Since so 2019, geez, I'm doing that, right. Eh? <laughs> cannot follow God with your own understanding. said, so I'll give you a piece that passes all understanding." You can't follow God. Whatever he tells you to do, John 2, 5, do it. The wine finished at the wedding. It says that whatever Mary, that's the mother of Jesus, she told the servants, I'm sure when you get there, you'll probably hear something very weird. But whatever he tells you to do, do it. That's what it means to follow. And they got there. And Jesus said, go and fill these things with water. It doesn't make sense now. We need wine. And you are telling us to fill the baskets with the thing with, with water. If she hadn't given those guys the instructions, they would have said, ah, oh, no, there's something wrong with this one. I think this was the person that finished the wine because what he's saying <laughs> is not... <laughs> because what he's saying is not, <laughs> he's saying is not, it's not, it's not coming together follow him. Follow him. Let the world go in any other direction. Make up your mind that the direction of Jesus is the one I will follow. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. In the end, the vision will speak. Meaning you won't be the one going around saying it, that see what God has done. People will see it. Follow him. Let us be, you know, cajoling you. You know, praise God. Lift up your hands. Raise your voice. One caution this morning, as I round up. <laughs> In following Jesus, be sure. That you are obeying his voice and not your emotions. Be sure you're what? You're obeying his voice and not your emotions. There will be times when God will tell you, stay here. Right? Stay here. He told who that, you know, was it David? He said, Shall I pursue? And God said, No, 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 don't pursue. Just stay here. He told Abraham, get out now, you leave. upset you at work. Your boss did something you didn't like. Then you think now, God must be speaking to me. I think it's time. Nobody ain't talking to you. You need to sit down there and behave yourself. The job he just gave you. Three months later, "Ah, no, I don't think this is where God wants me to be. Don't shy anything. You stay there. Make sure it's the voice of God you're hearing and not your emotions. Not your emotions. Not your emotions. You're about to be married. She did something that upsets you. You're beginning to say, ah, I don't know if this is a sign. There is no sign. <laughs> there is no sign. Just behave. What? Yourself. Behave, yourself. behave yourself. Behave yourself. Some of you are sitting down when you know that God has shown you all the signs that it's time for you to move. you've you've, you've circled this mountain enough come on it takes your devotion to the word of God for you to know the voice of God it says my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me do you know his voice the only way you can know God's voice and be sure he's the one speaking to you is from your devotion into his word Every time you will know, it will speak to your spirit. It will speak to your soul. You will know that this is God. And you will know when the devil comes. And instantly you can rebuke him. Let me end with this scripture. And then we're going to pray. Go with me into First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. 1 Samuel 15 22 says, So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. Just obey. Tell someone next to you, just obey. Come on, tell someone else. Just obey. obey. As we are getting ready to go into the year 2020, let's take responsibility of our lives. I've discovered that the reason why a lot of people miss destiny in life, a lot, the reason why is just because we haven't taken responsibility. Wake up! Obey His commands. Follow His words. Don't let the world mold you. Don't let the world dictate what you should do for you. You are a child of, you are light. We are the ones that determine things. We are Zion. And out of Zion shall go forth the law. That's the word of God. Take responsibility. And in the name of Jesus, God would give you perpetual victory over sin (laughs) in the mighty name of Jesus. Jesus shall we rise up this morning and give God praise thank you for joining us and a special thanks to those of you who give to our service it is because of you we are able to spread the gospel and touch the souls of young adults if you'd like to give you can do so on our app Emerge Champs or go to our website www.emergechamps.org we pray you have a blessed week and see you next time bye